Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Rigore, the Italian football podcast that likes to focus on the struggling teams of Italian football like Verona, Monza, Juventus. Uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi. And I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi. Uh, and yeah, thanks for joining us again this week. There's plenty to discuss this week. Um, and why don't we kick off with the team that I just mentioned there, uh, Juventus, who obviously we don't actually discuss that much on the podcast um, but there's no doubt that they've been having a pretty bad season so far they managed to just about win the Turin Derby this weekend what did you make of it oh it was it was a pretty I wouldn't be um, sort of lighting the fireworks and celebrating yet if I was a if I had the misfortune to be a Juventus fan because I mean it was it was three points and it was three vital points especially given the context of uh, what had gone on during the week when they lost to Maccabi Haifa, um, which must be one of Juventus, even in a, a long history of some not very good European results, that must be one of their worst ever. And, and uh, you know, off the back of that, I think there was a lot of chat, you know, Allegri must go. We've got this strange situation where it's so expensive for them to get rid of them that they seem to keep... Renewing their faith in him, in, in a way, I suppose, you know, in some ways it's admirable. You think back to, like, historically, you know, Alex Ferguson was on the brink of getting the bullet from Manchester United and they, they kept faith and it was ride out the storm and, and you can do it. But I didn't see uh, that much evidence of improvement there against Torino. I mean, Torino were pretty lacklustre. I, I know a few Toro fans and they were all thoroughly disappointed that they didn't kick Juve whilst they were down, you know, if there was ever an opportunity to win a derby, um, this was it, but but Torino's record's pretty terrible in that, and, you know, I didn't think there was a lot to get excited about, Vlaovic back on the score sheet, which, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a positive. I do think, I mean, I've mentioned this before, I do think that Kostic-Vlaovic kind of axis is about the most exciting thing about this UV team just yeah. Kostic can deliver a beautiful cross. Vlaovic can. I mean, he'd won header that was that was absolutely wonderful. You know, he is he is a goal scorer. I mean, I've seen it in Florence. If you give him enough service, the problem's been for UV that he's really been starved of of any decent service whatsoever. And I I didn't see a lot of evidence of great improvement there. I see there was improvement in result which is always a welcome thing and that buys you a bit of breathing space. But but globally, I, I didn't think it was a huge step forward. I don't know if you thought it was anything significant for them, Mark. I'd, I'd, need, I'd need a bigger pool of evidence to say that Juve's turned a corner. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think that they've been... To me, Allegri, I've said, I'm sure I've said this before, but he's looked a man out of time in a way. He doesn't seem to be able to fully adapt to uh, the, the way football is played now um, in his, he was only out of the game for what two years or something but I do think football moves on quite quickly and, and what worked two years ago doesn't work now, just ask Jurgen Klopp but um, yeah he, he is missing players, he's missing Chiesa, he's missing Pogba, he's missing Di Maria um, and you would think once if he had all of them fully fit and everything, then that would make a big difference. But I, 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 he's he's a very stubborn man, and I think he's very resistant to actually making a change in the system and the way they play. And I think that is 
what the biggest problem is. Um, so I don't know. They won. They might. They might manage to put together a few scrappy wins, and then you know they'll be fine. But it, it looks to me like it's still going to be some time before you see a Juve that is that is scaring people again. Think- and the result in Europe was completely. Embarrassing, frankly. I think that's the thing is that he's, he's, I mean, you make yourself, a, you're a hostage to fortune when you make yourself all about the result. So, you know, as as fans of lower teams, we're used to consoling ourselves with, oh, you know, we played quite well, but we lost or whatever, you know, and, and that, that works a bit with fans. But at Juventus, as a club, generally, it's all about winning. And with Allegri, even more so, he's pinned his colours to the mast, really. He said, I don't really care about entertaining you. I don't really care about nice football. All I care about is winning. So the weekend was positive in that regard, but globally the season's still been a disaster for them. Um, you know, and so unless they, this is the start of a horrible but winning run, which is sort of the UV trademark, um, then you know I don't see it being the the end of the tunnel for for UV fans. And long may it continue. <laughs> Um, look at looking actually at the top of the table, which is obviously something that that UV fans aren't used to uh, in the past couple of seasons. Um, the, the, Napoli continued their their brilliant run, albeit um, I think in a much tighter game than many people thought it would be against Bologna, and Atalanta also uh, ma- uh, managed to win against a swallow. So. Um, what what did you make of those those games? Well, I mean, I I watched the entirety of the the Bologna Napoli game, which was much more. Well, I mean, I see it was more entertaining. I thought it was going to be one sided. I knew it would be entertaining in the sense that Napoli just are great fun to watch. Just now, I didn't really expect Bologna to play their part in making it entertaining. I have to say. Alex Meret also played his part yes, in making it entertaining because, you know, having having got their way back into the game, he then let a Musa Barrow shot, you know. I mean, it was a good hard shot, but you're looking to your goalkeeper to save those when it's a low sort of scudding shot. It almost shot. looked like he was trying to, like, cat, like you know, catch it in his arms uh, or yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know. Or, or he, almost, I thought he was thought he was going wide, and he pulled his arms out the way. It was, it was something anyway. But it, it did make for a great game. I mean, so maybe we should, you know, if Napoli could kindly let themselves go behind more often, it would get even more entertaining. But they're so, they're so much fun to watch. They are coming, yeah. coming forward. But you know, they've got so many options. Even when they were bringing off the bench, obviously Lozano and Ozimhe, and I, mean, I love what. You know, as he men play, I just think he's got so much great movement about him. So it it did it made for a spectacle, and that's it. Still, still undefeated, top of the league, you know, and and doing it in Europe as well, which you know yeah. that that's that's cracking as well. So you know, great times for Napoli. I, I don't know, you know, we've got a duty to look at the lower team as well. Bologna's obviously been struggling and and made a change of coach as well, and it it was it was good to see from a parochial Scottish point of view that Lewis Ferguson got a start and yeah. played that played that game as well. I actually had half a chance to I think equalise late on. There was a ball came across and um it sort of been pushed up into a more advanced role. You know, Bologna see him as a box to box player, which is exactly what he is. And he started out that game kinda 
sitting a bit deeper when they were playing a bit more cagey and then as they tried to get back into it he pushed up and he had a, he had a pretty good he had a pretty good performance and it was probably Scottish performance of the week given that uh, I think there were two of them were on the I don't think Henry or Doig played and uh, and Liam Henderson did I mean his Empoli won as well so that was that was good but I don't think he was as as influential as as I say Ferguson hopefully get a good run in the team going forward the the, the other game Atalanta um, was uh, was a bit of the, the I don't know I was going to get all soppy on you there because he had two two assists for two assists for soppy there and Lukman again popping up with a yeah. w- with a goal and you know a, a, another game where I think you know to make it exciting they they went behind didn't they to Sassuolo um, the lovely lovely left foot volley to give Sassuolo the lead but you know Atalanta just are uh, you know the only other well I think they're the only other undefeated team now in in Serie A they've gone I mean funny I, I nearly saw their last defeat because I, th- I think maybe I'm not sure which order they played the games and they lost pre-season friendlies I was at Newcastle where they were quite unfortunate to um, lose to a very soft you know the kind of penalty that you only get in pre-season friendlies yeah. at, at, at home but I could see enough there I didn't I mean, I'm not that brilliant that I saw as much to say I think this Atalanta team's going to go flying up the league. But I saw enough to see that they were kind of getting an identity back. And, uh, you know, that's they, they really have proved to, to be the case. And, you know, I think we discussed this before, but it does look, you know, that they, they could still keep themselves up there. They look a solid unit. They don't concede much, which is, you know, different to, different to old Atalanta, which was a bit more, we're going to score one more than you. Um, you know they are a bit more resolute at the back, but they showed character there again. To 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 come from behind is is never easy in Italy because teams are just good at defending, good at hitting you on the break. Um, but 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 they did it again. So you know it was just another like another stamp on their credentials to say you know Atalanta is going to be a team that I don't think Scudetto, but you know I, I think top four, especially if. The struggles at Juve continue, like we've just discussed. Then you know there's a there's a door open there for for someone to break into the top four, and you know Atalanta don't have any European games to worry about, and that's that's likely to help them up the table as well. And and uh, before before we dip into um, Serie B, as we ha- have to, I would rather not, but um, we have to. That's that's part of our thing. Um, there was also a, a battle between Cremonese and Spezia. Um, quite an exciting game, but a result that probably doesn't massively help either team at the bottom of the table, especially Cremonese, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, an exciting two-two draw. I mean, I think that's the thing is that you know you do get these games now. The lower, lower teams still can dish up something quite entertaining. They did, as you say. I don't know how much good it did them to 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 do all of that, but um, you know it was. I think there was one there was one goal in particular which I thought was a right good old fashioned goal line scramble. I think it was home scored for for Spezia, yeah. and it was it was just like you don't see them all that often anymore, where the ball just goes ricocheting around and then somebody almighty batters it batters it home. So you know it was it, as you say it was a minor tonic I think for for both those teams, but but doesn't do them. Doesn't doesn't do them a great deal of good, but it shows that I, th- I think, especially still this early on in the season, you know, there's still hope. You don't have 
I mean, maybe we'll not have to talk about Sampdoria because they don't play until until Monday. But you know, uh, uh, there don't seem to be teams there that have lost all hope yet. You know, so they can still be entertaining. Whereas you know, uh, you'll know better than most that there are points in a season where a team's fate looks so forlorn that you know they they, they almost give up hope. Not entirely, I don't think ever. But you know the. It's almost like they're thinking, oh, you know, we need to build for next season. So we've not reached that point with any of these teams. So they can still dish up some some good fear. I think that's and that's good for that's good for Serie A because say, you know, good when they're playing each other, but also good when you see these teams going into battle with the big boys. Because you know, we're, we're recording on Sunday night, Verona gave Milan a yeah. pretty good scare there with a, another new coach in charge, Salvatore Bocchetti taking over at, at Verona from ill-fated Mr Choffey. Um but you know they, they did they did give Milan a bit of a fright as well and looked didn't look like a team that was you know bound for bound for Serie B or whatever showed some showed some good spirit some some decent football and were, were creating chances right up until the end I get a bit of a lacklustre Milan I thought in that game, just just did did enough to win, um, but you know I, I saw enough in in Verona's lineup to think that you know they they could potentially um, dig their way out of the of the trouble that they're in. I suppose that's the optimism that everyone has, mind you, at this stage of the season, and it and it could be crushed. But no, they 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 played nice enough football to suggest that you know uh, against. Easier opposition, they could they could start to turn a corner because they've yeah. had, they've had a pretty bad run of results. Definitely, and and then uh, dipping down the division, um, it was Venezia Frosinone uh, yesterday. Uh, no, it was Friday night, so I didn't have to waste my Saturday. <laughs> spoiled your waste. spoiled your Friday <laughs> night instead exactly. of your instead of your Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a regular listeners will know the know the pattern here we went one nil up it was a it to be honest it was a pretty terrible game of football um neither team looked particularly great it was pretty scrappy not a lot of chances but uh we went one nil up um Cherishev, uh, who did look a class above pretty much anyone else on the pitch um managed to get the goal but then second half collapsed again odd substitutions by our manager red card for Cecharone who has been pretty terrible this calendar year um, and booze at the end of the game um, but as as I speak as we record this on Sunday evening Javercic is still in post I, I, saw, I saw that at the end of it, I wondered if you know that would be edited awful social media and and yeah, outlets exactly. everywhere. I think there was sort of noi meritiamo di più. I think the fans were were chanting at the end, weren't they? We deserve better than this. Um, but we know we've discussed in the past that the Venezia hierarchy don't seem to take kindly to that sort of that sort of criticism. I watched. I watched. I just saw some some highlights of it. As you see, it was, I mean, Cherishev looks. Way too good for for Serie B certainly, um, but then aye, a pretty soft corner goal, and then the the wonderfully named Sam Muleman <laughs> Mulatieri, the the man who drives the mules, got got a goal back, and then yeah, they end a bit unlucky. I just a, a count a classic counter attack there because I saw your man, your top scoring Scrabble man, hit the post, Chernigoy. 
<laughs> the post <laughs> late on. I mean, he's he's at least thirty-seven points. In this. I was going to say Puyan Palo. I mean, we've got uh, and Cherishev. You know, you've got quite a few scrabbles. Ah, well, that's true. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I know when I think about it, just uh, the, he was the original one for me. Chernigo is always the man <laughs> I look for when I get my first set of tiles in Scrabble. He's always, yeah. he's always the man I look for if you're playing Serie A Scrabble. He's uh, uh, he's a man. Serie that, B Scrabble. Oh, Serie B now, sadly. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's true. I and I need to broaden out my broaden out my game. Although they're uh, playing up at Zirkzy or something that was playing up yeah. front for Bologna, he might be he might be quite a big scorer too. To be fair, but uh, uh, I, uh, um, yeah, no, I mean it was it was I, 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 you know this will be again a regular regular listeners will be used to this, but I, I I do despair a bit about what's going to happen because. I think uh, Javertic is the club's appointment. It, you know, he's been chosen by the algorithm or whatever, and they'll be very reluctant to part with him. And I think we're going to hold on to him too long. And you know, we're we're in we're eight points off the playoff or seven points off the playoff places. Um, we're in the playout zone. Um, when are we going to wake up and and do it? I mean, I I, I don't blame him entirely because the squad isn't isn't great. I think individually the players are okay, but they're all from different countries. They don't they're not used to Serie B, and you know it, it was always going to be disaster. As I've said many times before, the the whole strategy is is questionable. Um, but what can you do? He'll still be there against Brescia, I, I think. I, I think the answer to what you can do from looking at Serie B is hire a World Cup winning footballer. That seems well, to be that seems to be the approach because obviously that's who you lost to, yeah. Fabio Grosso, uh, Frosinone, and then Spal at the weekend um, hired Daniele De Rossi to to take over. We already have people in Zaghi and. Fabio Cannavaro, so you need to take a good look at who's left from that well, World Cup. Of course, Spal's president is Joe Tacopina. Ah, so, yes. Um, he, he, he was always one for a, a, you know, a headline-grabbing appointment. Um, but to be honest, I'd be quite happy giving De Rossi a chance. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I mean, I'd, funny, I mean, I've... Uh, be something coming out from me about De Rossi's debut so I had to make myself sit through some highlights of that game and read up and listen to the post-match because uh, that was uh, Cittadella, it was it was De Rossi's first game in charge of Spal and one, one of the headlines was no goals, no emotions, which uh, <laughs> which I think, uh, you know, a bit harsh, but probably quite fair. Although there were some emotions, just maybe not great emotions. I mean, I think there was emotion because there was quite a good um, spal travelling support, obviously. And an appointment like that, I think, gees up the fans a bit, yeah. gives them a bit of optimism because they're struggling down lower levels as well. Um, and also there were emotions at the end when one of the Cittadella players stood on the head of a, of a prone of a prone Spal player to get a red card. So though there were some emotions, but he certainly has his work cut out because I, I don't know have have Venezia come up against Spal yet or is that treat still? Yeah, we st- lost. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it just, just shows you then. It just shows you because they they looked like a team that I mean they had even against because. 
the the second the red card I mentioned wasn't the first red card that she did. They had one at the end of the first half as well, so they were down to ten men for they most of the game. Win. But they still, Spal still couldn't win. Still could, I mean, managed one shot on target. And um, actually, you know, from what I saw, Cittadella looked the more likely to. I mean, quite a quite a tough old unit. Cittadella looked yeah. quite uh, looked quite uh, not a, not a lot of fun to watch, but you know, quite quite gritty, quite determined, and certainly you know hung it out. As I say, with ten men, they looked the more likely to win. So um, all to say that you know they Rossi, I mean, he may be the solution, but we've seen already with all the other coaches that you know it's not easy Serie B is not a place for um, where reputation counts for anything really and you know that, that uh, you know if anything Chita Dela were probably more up for it I think to, to see him on the bench and in fairness to him I think post-match he did say that you know he's not expecting it to be an easy an easy ride and certainly on early evidence um, it's not going to be either yeah so I uh, some a reader, a, a reader, a listener suggested we could add a feature in which is which World Cup winning coach did Venezia lose to this week? <laughs> um, which uh, that's that's why you need to hire one so you can exactly. actually you can actually win. So I think our, our research for our next episode should really be who are the potential next Venezia managers from Nesta that? Was that from, frozen on uh, Yeah, so you know that there, there's plenty, there's plenty kicking around. I think so. They're still they're still there, but I mean, hopefully, hopefully Venezia can find a way to to turn that corner. But it's certainly on eye on what I saw of highlights, that looked like a tough job, and that you know that league's just getting flooded with World Cup winners now. So it could be a could be tough times ahead still. It could be, but. We won't be here to tell you about Venezia's loss against Brescia next week <laughs> because uh, you are, are cashing in your yeah, one, playing, one I'm, time a season. Yeah, ticket. I'm playing my one my one one week break card next week, but I'll be back refreshed and replenished and ready for action the, the following week. And you'll notice that. I luckily haven't had to mention Fiorentina getting gubbed by Lazio, although, you know, then did, you know, absolutely hammer Hearts, you know, thereby scoring more goals in two games against Hearts than they have in the entire Serie A season so far, which is absolutely phenomenal. So if we could play them every week, that would be be fantastic. But yeah, I'm playing my joker next week, taking a little break, lying in a darkened room, and then we'll be back in two weeks' time with more of this nonsense. We will indeed. So um, in the meantime, if you enjoyed it, like, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, we will be back in two weeks. There may even have been a Venezia victory. Who knows? Oh, please. It'll be the, of course, it'll be the typical week. Both Fiorentina and Venezia <laughs> will win next week. That, won't be that's, that's true. That is true. But, but you know, I'll be happy with that. We may have to shelve the whole podcast if that, <laughs> exactly. if that turns yeah, out sure. to be the case. <laughs> okay. See you in a couple of weeks. Will do.